Hi everyone and welcome back to my brand new podcast, One Mum and a Baby. I'm Roisin Buckle and I hope you've all had an amazing week. I'd like to just start this episode by thanking everyone for listening last week and also for all your messages of support. It means so much to me to hear your feedback and I'm so happy with how the episode was received. So thank you so much for all reaching out and offering your support to me. It's just amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So today we have a very special guest. She has spent the last 25 years helping families with their babies and children, learning how to juggle family life and most importantly, sleep well. Now, I'm so excited to talk to her today. Being that I'm gonna be a single mum with no partner to rely on of a night, I'm a little bit anxious that I might never actually sleep again. I imagine lots of families feel like this and worry about this. So I'd like to give a very warm welcome to Hannah Love. Thank you for having me on today. Uh, Yeah, my name's Hannah Love and I've been helping parents and children in all aspects of childcare for about the last 20 years. My background's in paediatric nursing, but I spent my 20s traveling around the world as a nanny for professional golfers and wow. helping babies sleep, which was interesting going to all different places in the globe. I then did a three years course to become a nutritional therapist and I've done everything from first aid training to weaning classes to toddler tantrums to super nanny type visits, cookery classes, mm. making baby food, but my favorite subject, which everybody comes to me for is sleep. Yes, so this is something that's really interesting to us and I've had loads of mums reach out to me on my Insta account. We've got so many questions for you, mainly on sleep and routine, which is obviously your area of expertise. The first question that we've got is what would be your advice for sleeping patterns for babies? Are they just completely impossible or is there a way of getting it done? I'm not a massive advocate of the Gina Ford type routine where you've got a baby and you take them into the bedroom and then you close the curtains and they go down. I think that you very much have to be baby led. I think it really depends on the family. If your family loves structure, that loves to know exactly what's happening each day, then there are things you can do to encourage that. If you're more of a family that wants to go with the flow and have a baby that fits into your lifestyle, then that can absolutely be the key too. I think the bottom line is that if you've got a baby that can sleep well and independently, then you can kind of mould that baby into what your lifestyle is. So for single mums trying to get some sort of routine, have you had any experience in that? Yeah, absolutely. I've worked with lots of single parents. And although when I was nannying, their babies did have fathers, because they're all professional sports personalities, they were off for two or three weeks of every single month. Of course. So I yeah. working as a single parent. And it, it's harder and it does throw in its extra challenges. But also you can do what you want with your baby when they're with you, which can make it often easier. I think that a lot of the mm. time working with, with families that have got two parents, they can actually more often than not have two very different parenting styles. And that's what's causing the issues because you need consistency with a baby and you don't have that if you've got two different parents and stars trying to do help with the one baby yeah so true I went to my last NCT class the other week and she's asking us questions and we were having to go either agree disagree or we weren't sure and you had some parents one was on agree and one was on disagree and I was thinking oh well I don't have any of that so (laughs) (laughs) it's just agree with me so that's really handy to know with regards to sleeping in their own rooms when would you say it's best to start preparing them for this 
I mean, the actual guidelines are six months, of course. So I wouldn't have yeah. to be advertising to move any babies into their rooms prior to six months. There's some circumstances where that can't be avoided. And there's things that you can do, like with breathing monitors and things to make it safer for your baby. And from six months, I do think that most parents and most babies sleep better once they're in their own rooms, because it's at six months, they just become a little bit more aware. And if they're in the same room, then it makes it much harder to kind of ignore those little wakes where they're just going to wake up and roll over and go back to sleep, which is what they'll do if they're in their own room. Oh, wow. Okay. So if they're in your room with you and they do stir, is it quite often that people will wake up and think that they need something and then interfere with their sleep? Absolutely. That's one case. And the other thing as well is you start disturbing them. So rather than them just turning over and then going back to sleep again, they turn over and then you're on high alert and you think, oh my God, the baby's waking up. You then wake up, make a move. And then they realise that you're there and it snowballs. You end up kind of disturbing each other. And I think that one of the big key things for that with a lot of parents is if you hear your baby in the evenings or see them on the video monitor when you're downstairs and you see them stir and go back to sleep again. But then when you're in the same room as them at night, all of those times you disturb and need to do something for them. And that's a key indication that it would be better for them to be in their own room overnight. Right. OK, that's really great advice. So this is a question that someone sent in that I feel is really relevant to me obviously I haven't had the baby yet so I have no idea what's to come but is it true that you should sleep when you can with a newborn? Yeah it is a piece of advice that is given out to a lot of parents but any new parent will tell you it can be a really tricky piece of advice because with anybody trying to force you to sleep when you should be sleeping it's like when you know you're going to go to the airport to catch a plane at four o'clock in the morning and you go to bed the night before and you're like I need to sleep I need to sleep you just can't. And you're going to be able to do the sleep and it's yeah. the same a new baby you've just got the baby to sleep and you're lying there thinking I need to sleep I need to sleep you're never going to be able to sleep there is a piece of research that I read a few years ago that said that a half an hour's nap in the day for mum can undo the whole hormonal imbalance of a whole night's sleep so if you can rest during the daytime it's definitely the best thing oh wow so just one half an hour nap can help balance your hormones from a whole bad night's sleep yeah wow okay I need to start napping more (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now <laughs> have you got any tips on getting a baby or toddler to sleep longer into the mornings I guess for me I'm quite a morning person so I think I'll be up before them <laughs> but I think a lot of people just need that extra couple of hours in the morning don't they absolutely and I think that one of the biggest issues that parents face are early morning wakes for babies mm. of the time, maybe even higher than that, it is simply because babies are going to bed too early. And lots of people say, oh, windows, it's overtiredness, it's this, it's that and the other. And you see these posts and people are trying to decipher all of these things. But the majority of the time, it's what I call the Gina Ford effect. This seven till seven that babies should sleep overnight and actually it's extremely rare that babies that are napping in the day need 12 hours sleep overnight. So if you try and get down to sleep at seven o'clock most babies need a maximum of 10 hours overnight so you will be expecting to start your day at five o'clock in the morning wow okay so <laughs> if you want a, a longer sleep in the morning put them to bed slightly later absolutely and, and yeah. it, it suits quite a few families it was lovely when mine were little i've got three babies when yeah. mine were little i'd do their final nap at around five o'clock and then my partner would come in from work and then we'd have a couple of hours until eight o'clock as a family unit rather than trying to rush and do bedtimes and get baby into bed at half six seven o'clock so how old are your children oliver's just turning 14 ella my middle one has just turned 10 and henry has just turned seven 
Oh, wow. So they're all sort of similar ages. So you had a bit of a gap. I had a bit of a gap between them. Yeah, they yeah. all get along. It's, it seems quite nice. I sometimes think it might have been nice to have them all close together. But it's, yeah, it's nice having me different ages. Yeah, lovely. I've read that you're really about lifestyle and making everything fit in as well. So I'm a single mum to be. Do you have any advice on juggling being a single mum, working and obviously being a mum and trying to incorporate it all together and not... Yeah have a breakdown yeah <laughs> all together and it is a lot having a baby and having all of those things that you've got to continue doing I think the biggest thing is to choose the things that are important to you because I think a lot of the time parents think that they need to change themselves in order to fit their baby into it and, and absolutely having a baby is a massive life-changing event but it doesn't mean that need to change your life in order to fit it so if there's things that you enjoy doing get your baby used to doing them right from the, mm. from the offset I mean we love going to festivals we love going camping we love going out for dinner we love holidays and so all of our children went to their first festival and camping and holiday before they were six months and so the best thing you can do is get a good foundation from sleep from the beginning and I know a lot of people out there say that you can't encourage sleep from the beginning you can't kind of put in habits from the beginning but you absolutely can do a good example of this is when parents often have a newborn they sleep on them which is fine having those skin to skin contacts and those cuddles is amazing but normally how they hold them is on their tummy on their chest and then it makes them impossible for them to then go down onto their cot on their back. Whereas if you hold your baby, your newborn baby, on their back in the crook of your arm, they get used to sleeping on their back and then they're much more likely to be able to sleep in their cot on their back. Oh, and having yeah. these good sleep habits from the beginning means that actually if they find sleep in their pram or in their car seat then you can enjoy that lunch or you can go on holiday and they can sleep in the pram by the pool and you can continue to do the things that you enjoy doing rather than having to sacrifice everything for your new baby yeah and then I suppose it changes a little bit when they get to toddler stage it does make it harder I mm. say that the hardest time to travel with the baby is between when they start being mobile and when they start understanding dangers like not jumping yeah. straight through a swimming pool <laughs> and not <laughs> the middle of a road but I mean again it's, it doesn't mean that it's a time that you shouldn't be doing those things because it's a good experience for them as well I mean I suppose it's how much those things mean to you as a parent as to whether or not they're worth doing I remember running around a festival with my two-year-old running after him and, <laughs> and I don't yeah. might have thought it was the worst thing that they could possibly be doing but for us we loved it and they enjoyed it too so we continue to do it yeah so it's not about stopping your life it's trying to incorporate that with your child as much as you can to a certain extent I suppose it's the same with traveling and if you want to go on planes trying to get them used to that from an early age I think that a lot of parents really because you've always had that one holiday when you've been on the aeroplane and you've got a baby screaming the whole way mm. oh, always, yes. on every single flight that you've gone on you've probably got 20 babies that mm. are there absolutely fine and it is a rarity I've in the whole time that I've nannied and traveled around the world with babies and had my own three I've never ever been on an aeroplane and had a baby scream the whole way in fact most of the time they're more dozy because the oxygen levels are lower there's white noise because it's much noisier on a plane they, they are quite transferable babies I think more so yeah <laughs> you've really put my mind at rest on a few things and it's not as quite as scary as some people make out so now I'd like to ask just a couple of questions about nutrition in the beginning of my pregnancy I had like the usual morning sickness then in the second trimester I seemed to get loads of energy and I was able to 
still cook for myself and have main meals at night. But now I'm just so tired. So I'm really struggling to have main meals. And I also don't feel that hungry. So I found that I'm looking for snacks, but I'll always want to go for like a chocolate bar rather than something like a small meal for myself. So I was just wondering, have you got any tips on anything that I can have in the cupboards that is a bit more healthier than a <laughs> chocolate bar? There's lots and lots of cereal bars out there that are kind of nuts and seed based, which are really good. Having a handful of nuts, having some fruit, making a smoothie. If you're going yeah. to make a meal, then rather than making your one portion for you, then make a bulk portion for eight people and then freeze the rest in top yeah. of us for eight meals. That's what I do a lot of the time. I'll make like a big soup or a big chili con carne with the rice and everything else and then squeeze it all in top of us. And that's going to be invaluable when the baby comes on because you can just take one out of the freezer and pop it into the <laughs> pop it into Yeah, the I've heard this. Yeah, you yeah. need loads of stuff frozen. And then when the baby is here, I guess, especially for single mums out there, it's going to be really difficult to cook. So the freezing is a great tip. Is there anything else that you can recommend for single mums that don't have the time to necessarily cook? Yeah, I mean, there's so many healthy things that you can grab off of the shelf, like to have tub, tubs of hummus and avocados and things like that in the fridge, some cheese, dairy is brilliant to keep your calcium levels up. You're going to want to have good iron-rich food, so you want to look at green leafy vegetables and fish. Is it true that Cheerios is an amazing source of iron? Because this is what I heard with a glass of orange juice. I think that they're probably fortified with iron, yeah, whether or not right. they're the best source <laughs> of iron. I think most cereals are now fortified with iron, whether right. or not you're going to get the same levels as you are if you eat a steak. You can get all ready-cooked meats and beef and chicken and things like that. And don't shy away. Some of the ready meals in the shops now are really good, like the innocent ones, dal pots, those kind of things are really good. Okay. I mean, obviously, it's more expensive than making it all yourself. Yeah, either that or it's delivery, isn't it? Which is a, a hell of a lot more expensive. <laughs> Thank you so, so much for coming on speaking to me today. Where can we find you on socials if anyone wanted to hear more or read anything about the sleeping and nutrition? Yeah, so on Instagram, I'm sleep underscore at underscore well underscore with underscore Hannah <laughs> right and um, I've got my own Facebook community which has got 7,000 parents in it which is on Facebook which is yummy baby sleep well with Hannah and yeah anybody's welcome to join that sweet community and I put lots and lots of posts and advice and do question and answer sessions in there as well okay amazing and do you do one-on-ones with anybody or is it all just via that so yeah I also have a range of online courses I actually have a new baby course which you can watch before your baby arrives which I'll send you a free login to so you can have a oh fabulous thank you uh, and um, I have sleep courses and potty training courses and weaning courses so yeah they're all available if anybody needs them amazing so you're literally everything we need in one place thank you ever so much and we'll speak soon thank you lovely speaking to you thank you hannah love that was absolutely amazing and thank you all for listening anyone that would like to check her out she's on instagram under sleep well with hannah or mummybabygroup.co.uk Next week, we have the amazing Nadine Robinson. She's going to be talking to us all about home birthing. I can't believe I've only got a couple of weeks left. It's absolutely crazy. That's going to be so interesting. And also, she's going to be talking to us about empowering women. Cannot wait for that. Tune in, same time, same place.